2016 is done. It's old news. Forget about it. It's all about 2017. And in this episode, we're going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. Yes, welcome to the Property Podcast. Welcome to 2017. Hope you had a great Christmas break and hope you're ready and raring to go. We certainly are. And we are really looking forward to this episode because it's our annual chance to make ourselves look silly, which we're never too afraid of doing. We're going to be making our predictions for this year. But should you pay any attention to our predictions? Well, we're going to help you decide by playing back our predictions from last year and seeing how they panned out. So you're going to hear some clips of a youthful sounding couple of Robs or bright eyed and bushy tailed a year ago making our predictions for 2016. How did they go? Well, we'll find out very soon. Ah, the 2016 Robs. So full of happiness, youth and optimism. Pretty much the same as this year, actually. Okay, so we have that coming up. Yes, that is a bit scary because we hold ourselves accountable because we record these. So you you know what we said last year because you can listen to it. But we'll make it easy for you. We'll play the recordings here. But before we get that, you may have a, a few New Year's resolutions. And one of them might be to get yourself in a book. And luckily for you, Rob's writing a new book. So if you've got an interesting in sewing, then Rob's new book on <laughs> how to sew is definitely for you. No, it's not on sewing, is it, Rob? The Complete Guide to Cross-Stitch. No, it's not. It's about property. Surprisingly, it's about property. Um, and this is my New Year's resolution because I spent a large proportion of last year planning to write this book, but never quite getting around to it because I'm so busy. So good little tip for this year. One of my tips for getting things done is to tell as many people as possible that you're going to do something. Then it means you're going to feel silly if you don't do it. So I started applying that about a month ago. I've told loads of people that I'm going to have a book out in the first half of 2017. And therefore, I've started it. Um, The book is about lettings and management. So we, of course, have a letting agency for people who want to use a letting agent. But there are lots of people who want to self-manage as well. So what this book is going to do is tell you absolutely every last thing that you need to know about letting and managing a property yourself. So if you don't want to use an agent, you don't have to. Now, this, of course, is a topic that I've got some degree of expertise in, but of course, I don't know it all. So I'd really like to get your help if you self-manage with any tips that you've picked up along the way. So think back. What do you wish you'd known when you were starting out that you've had to learn yourself through experience? If you've got any tips at all, for example, how to find tenants, how to deal with the most common maintenance issues, I'd really love to get your suggestions. And of course, in return, would I pass it off as my own? No, I would not. I'm going to credit you in the book for whatever you send in. So if you do have any experience and you don't have to have been doing it for years, you don't have to be some kind of mogul, anything that you've picked up from managing your own properties, I'd really like to hear them. To make it easy, I've put a little form together. It'll just take you a couple of minutes. So if you go to the show notes for this episode, which are at thepropertyhub.net slash 2017 predictions. So thepropertyhub.net slash 2017 predictions. You'll find a link in there to go over to this really quick form where you can send me your ideas and get in my book. So there you go. Help me out and get your name in print as well. Not a bad way to kick off the year. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Let's hope our predictions for last year were not bad at all as well. We will, as we said, play them for you to listen to now. But if you want to go and listen to that episode in full, go to 
episode 142. We'll link to it in the show notes, but it's episode 142. If you want to look at what we said would happen in 2016, and also a look back at 2015 to see what we got right and wrong, then let's start off, Rob. Let's go back. And no pressure, let's start with you. (laughs) Okay, no pressure at all. So the first prediction I made, if I recall correctly, was around mortgages. I think we'll probably see some more competitive mortgage product coming onto the market this year, especially for limited companies, because buy-to-let lending has um, actually been improving quite a lot. Lending volumes are up. That's one of the reasons why Mr. Osborne's trying to cool the market down a bit. Um, if those cooling measures work and there's a dip in buy-to-let lending, these companies still want to lend. Therefore, I think the product will become more competitive. And as more and more investors start moving towards limited companies, I think those products especially will become a lot more attractive well mr d strong strong start mortgage availability to improve especially for limited companies absolutely happen there are more mortgage products without doubt the rates have improved absolutely and that's not just because of the rate drops they were improving before and limited companies that market is completely transformed and has improved no end so that is a big tick in the box and a strong start funny how we started with that one well done (laughs) yeah funny that let's see how things continue but i was um, very pleased to see that one playing out and it really has changed enormously the limited company market in the last year so tick in the box there so talking of rates you made some predictions there too let's have a listen i also don't believe that there's going to be a rise in the base rate in the coming year. Could be completely wrong about that. Mark Carney's still still hinting that it's going to happen um, in 2016. I'm not sure that that's the case. However, there is pressure from the Bank of England to increase buy-to-let mortgage rates anyway. I'm not quite sure how, how what the mechanism is for making that happen and that's another of those things where it might not happen this year it might just be for the future but i can see some measures coming in that will try to make borrowing more expensive he's on fire well you you did predict it correctly because the rates didn't increase you went wrong with this but you didn't say it but we'll definitely put this as a tick in the box and they actually fell yeah, they did. Well, no increase. That covers decrease. I'm going to claim that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I agree. No, that's definitely a win. We're, we're taking this. We're taking it. Yeah, and the bit that I'm particularly smug about with this is that the measures to cool buy-to-let lending. So I said, even though the base rate, I didn't see the base rate going up, but I thought something would be done to try to put a little bit of a dent in mortgage demand. And that is exactly what happened. The um, PRA rules, which we've talked about in recent weeks, the new rules that are coming in as of right now um, to effectively restrict loan to values. So even though it's all to do with rental cover, the effect that that's going to have is mean that if you've got a low yielding property, you won't be able to, to borrow as much. So what that's really doing is restricting the amount that people can borrow without having to use the more blunt instrument of just sticking the base rate up to make it more expensive. So, so far, so good. But next up is a topic that we've had a bit of a uh, checkered history with um london we've been dramatically wrong about what's going to happen with london in the past let's have a listen to what we said this time 
Let's start with London then. Um, I'm going to reiterate my prediction from last year. Uh, well, I'm going to be a little bit more cautious this time and just say London to rise no more than 2%. I think it might actually be less, but um, I don't want to leave myself open like I did last time. So I think London, no more than 2% rise. Um, prime London, I think, will fall. It already seems to be happening, and especially with the extra stamp duty that's been been piled on on top i can't see that going any other way to me london potentially could have a, a fairly strong q1 as people rush to to get in before the plan rises in stamp duty but if there are any gains made in q1 next year i think they'll be wiped out by the end of the year and i think london won't see any growth next year with the possibility of it falling slightly but i don't actually think a crash but i do think it could fall slightly okay Okay, so we're wrong on London again, but nowhere near to the same degree as in the past. And we're actually not too far off this time. And I'll possibly talk about the reasons behind why we've got stuff like this wrong in the past in a bit. But for now, let's get to the let's get to it. Rob said no more than two percent. I said flat, maybe even a slight fall, but it actually went up by three point seven percent. But, like I said, we weren't massively wrong because prices have been falling in the final quarter of this year. Yeah, the latest data that I can find was for September to October, where London prices actually fell. So we were wrong on the magnitude, but quite possibly we were just early because the factors that we were expecting to keep prices flat or falling hadn't kicked in at that point, maybe are now. Um, And we were also right on the trend which was that growth was going to be faster outside London than inside London in this year. That has proven to be the case. So our record on London remains blemished somewhat. However, the reasons behind it were sound, and it seems like some of that is just starting to come into effect now. So that's London, but of course, we talked about the market as a whole nationally, and we'll have a look at what we said there. I don't really want to nail myself to a percentage this year, but I'd say country as a whole, maybe 4% or so. But the Midlands and the North, I think they'll hold solid. So you, they'll, they'll still grow, and I think they'll be 4 to 6%. Not, not quite as strong as this year, because I think this will be the start of the mid-cycle wobble, and the media will call it a crash. So I think the North would have had a better year, but because of uncertainty... I think it'll grow between 4 to 6%, which actually is not a disaster. You know, if I said to you everything you own in the north will grow by 5% and in the middle by next year, you'd probably take it. But I think it could have been stronger, but we're in the mid-cycle wobble. I believe that's that's starting as we speak, and it'll last for the majority of next year. Well, I think Pat's on the back all round there. I said 4% nationally, um, UK as a whole. Four percent, according to Nationwide. To be fair, there are multiple different um, reports that come out. <laughs> so Nationwide is my favourite because it was bang on four. Others have been slightly different, but I'm still claiming that. And Rob, you said that in the Midlands and the North, you'd there'd be four to six percent growth. Um, in looking at the Home Track Index, Liverpool, Sheffield, and Nottingham all around five percent. So slap bang in the middle of that range. Um, then Man. Chester, Leeds and Birmingham 
are showing around 7 to 8%, so just a little bit higher than the estimate that you gave, but not by much. I'm, I think given that we didn't just make predictions like lots of people do about the UK as a whole, we've actually got down into the details and given ourselves far more opportunities to be wrong. I think we can take some credit for um, our accuracy there. Yep. You know what, Rob? I'm comfortable with taking the credit. That's fine. We can take the credit on that. That's pretty good. But last year, we made some longer term predictions as well. So we made some predictions for the year as a whole, but we also looked into the future and Rob, you talked about limited companies and the sector as a whole. I think we are seeing a professionalisation of the sector. We're going to have far more people buying within limited companies. We're going to have the real kind of amateurs, the accidental landlords, the people who just kind of get into it on a whim, going to be exiting the sector, partially because it's not going to make financial sense for them, and partially just because of the messaging behind the whole thing. Bang on. Absolutely happening. It's like we had a crystal ball, Rob, and we were looking into the future. It's like we cheated, but we weren't. We were just right. Or in this case, you were right, but I completely agree. Now it's happened. <laughs> it was It was right. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's going to... I didn't necessarily think that it was going to happen that quickly. This was meant to be a longer-term prediction, but it's already happening. So I talked about accidental landlords leaving the sector. Well, maybe that one isn't actually happening yet, but there was an RLA survey that said that one in four landlords were considering selling up. Now, I think that number is actually way too high. I can't see that possibly being true. However, it just goes to show that some people are thinking about doing so. And also, there was research from Kent Reliance that found that 100,000 buy-to-let mortgages were given to limited companies in the first nine months of 2016, which was double the total number in the whole of 2015. So more people clearly are buying in limited companies. I didn't think that those would necessarily happen quite as quickly as they are, but they have, and I think that's only going to carry on in the future. So I'm sticking with that long-term prediction. Now, Rob, you had a longer-term prediction as well, an aggressive one, if I may say so, not in a, not in a nasty way, in an optimistic way. Let's have a listen to what that prediction was. I actually believe the North, in particular, will start a boom from 2017. I think we'll see pretty much double-digit growth from 2017 to 2024, of every single year. And I believe property prices, therefore, will be doubling in the next eight, nine years in, in the North. So if you buy now, I really do believe, I can't unfortunately sign you any guarantees, but I do believe that that's where the boom will come. There you go. We're talking about how our predictions were not playing it safe. We're giving us the opportunity to be wrong. We're being bold, making some big pr predictions. And that's a big one. Are you sticking with it, Rob? In short, no. <laughs> and this is something I do think will happen. But I've learned the lessons from London. I feel London now is proving that we were right, but we were far too early. We were seeing the trend. I'll give it up. I'll put it back in our favour now. But we were seeing the trend too early. We knew it was going to happen. We knew the North would overtake London. We've been talking about this for years. It's easy to say, oh, well, of course. But we were talking about this years ago when nobody was talking about the North. So we could see the future trends. But we went early. And I think I've gone early here as well. I do think that possibly one Northern city, which I'll talk about very shortly, will have double-digit growth. 
And in two or three years' time, the region as a whole will, but not just yet. I think it'll have strong growth this year. And we'll come to our predictions very, very shortly, as I say. But I'm going to retract that. I don't think it'll happen. I think it'll happen possibly for one city. But I think I've gone a year or two early on this one. But it, I definitely see it happening, just not starting this year or next, but possibly from 2019 onwards. I think that's entirely fair enough. Um, and it's interesting that your ideas on the underlying fundamentals of all this haven't changed. You still believe in it happening for exactly the same reasons that you talked about, but just giving yourself a little bit more leeway on the time frame, which definitely is a smart move given our experiences in London. If only we'd done that before, we wouldn't have had to record the slightly embarrassing podcast we did a year ago when um, I made my no price growth in London prediction when it had been over 10%. So I definitely could have learned a lesson from that. Right, so that's 2016 wrapped up. And I'm actually pretty impressed with that. I now feel under pressure for, for this year because it wasn't an easy year to predict because there were so many things that were on the verge of happening but hadn't done yet. So for example, the stamp duty change, we knew it was coming in, but it hadn't actually happened. So we didn't know what effect that would have on the, on the market. So it was a difficult year to make predictions for. So I think that's a pretty good record. Now we're under pressure to repeat that for 2017. So Seeing as I took the risk of going first before, I think it's only fair, Rob, that you take us through your predictions for 2017. Okay, okay, fair enough. First fair. Okay, so I've already alluded to this. There's a city in the north that I think will see double-digit growth next year. Bold, I know. If it doesn't get double-digit, it'll be close, but Manchester. I think Manchester this year will grab all the headlines. I'm already starting to see the, the shift People who were investing in London before, and only London before, are now saying, or Manchester. Property investors who've been so London-centric, who couldn't possibly consider investing anywhere else, are starting to, just starting to, the green shoots are there, to, to look at Manchester as an alternative. They're not looking at other places, they're not looking at places far and wide and north, but they see comfort and find comfort in Manchester because it's such a strong city economically and all the things that are happening for it and rightly so i get it i've talked about manchester and so has rob a lot in the last 12 months and this year i think it's the year that steals all the headlines people bore off about talking about london in the media and it's manchester that grabs the headlines and that's because the growth is so strong so there's my big prediction which could haunt me in 12 months time we'll see that's the one to watch now talking about going early Liverpool and Leeds, I think, are going to be really, really interesting options next year for property investors. They'll see positive growth, absolutely. And I believe Liverpool and Leeds will see stronger growth than London, but not as strong as Manchester. Lots of predictions here, so lots to look back at next year. So Liverpool and Leeds, not as strong as Manchester, but stronger than London. But that's because they're just a little bit further behind in a cycle. And I think because of that, there are great investment opportunities, Liverpool and Leeds, right now. So give them your attention. Of course, Manchester's the easy one, the comfortable one, because it's already starting to go. But Liverpool and Leeds is where a bit more value lies, and you might want to consider it. So they're my first two, Rob. Pressure's on for next year now, but it feels easy saying it today. So there's my two. Let's have two of yours. Your turn. Okay, well, I feel like last year when 
so well, a little bit too well that I need to up the pressure a little bit. And I feel the need to put some specific numbers on things. I'd, I'd really like to just do a victory lap and be vague and be able to claim it again. But no, I'm going to try and put some specific numbers on this. So let's talk about percentage growth. Rob, you've talked about um, those cities in the north, which I completely agree about. Nationally, I'm going to say no more than 2% growth across the board. And I'm saying that because it's a balance of different factors. I can't see it being higher than that because there are downward pressures in London, which I'll talk about in a minute, which has a big impact on the UK as a whole. There's also all the anti-investor measures that we've talked about. And there's the general uncertainty around the economy at the moment, which is going to continue for the next couple of years. There are all those downward pressures, but there is still the upward pressure of a growing population, lots of demand, not enough houses being built, low interest rates, very low interest rates. So on the one hand, you've got things like constrained supply and cheap money, which you think would stoke up the market. But on the other, you've got these factors weighing it down. So on balance, I'm going to say that the positive forces will win just about and will have no more than 2% overall. And I'm going to keep making my London prediction because eventually it's going to be right. If I just say it every year, eventually I'm going to be right. I'm going to say that prices will be flat in London. And this could be the year. The way things are looking at the moment, they could even fall in London looking at the latest data. But that would be a bit too far. I'm just going to say that prices will be flat. Come on, make this the year that this happens. Let's not have more double digit growth to make me look stupid. You know what, Rob? I'm going to help you out here because if it's not flat i'll look more stupid and i'm going to say that london will dip slightly and that may cause your next prediction to be true yeah exactly so my next prediction is media negativity I think that you're going to start reading a lot of scare stories about the property market this year. This is an effect that we've talked about in the past. If you're a long-time listener, you'll already know our feeling that the media is very London-centric and anything that happens in London, they misunderstand as applying to the whole UK. And you see this with affordability when people are talking about how unaffordable property is. It's like, well, yeah, in the southeast, it absolutely is. And in a couple of other places... And everyone misses that because they live in London. They see London as being the whole picture. they kind of dubious about whether the rest of the country does anything anyway. And so when things are going great in London, they talk everything up. And when things start to fall in London, they start getting a lot more depressed about it. And so because prices in London, I think, will be flat, may even, as you say, Rob, fall a little bit, that's going to start getting picked up on. As soon as we have a few months of figures showing London prices falling, the media will be all over it especially feeding into that the fact that the tax changes are starting to come in they'll be reporting about that there'll be some report done about landlords who are selling up and all that kind of thing all of this will feed into the press there'll be lots of bad news therefore lots of more people will be put off getting into the market or they'll start to get out which is all become self-fulfilling we've seen it happening before and because it's cyclical we will not be surprised when it happens again and we'll know not to pay too much attention to it so as a listener of the property podcast when you start seeing that happening you won't be scared because you know why they're doing it and you knew it was going to happen so you can make sensible decisions instead of being led astray by what you read and if you follow the 18 year property cycle you know what to expect next which for property investors is pretty good so that's media negativity but i also To throw another prediction in, Rob, don't see any negativity from the government in terms of new tax plays anyway for buy-to-let investors. I think because 
London will do what it's going to do, and the media will get negative, the government will be reactive. And if they had anything else up their sleeves, and let's face it, they've had a fair bit up those sleeves, very big sleeves, the last few years regarding tax and taxing by to let investors more. I don't see any this year. I'm not going to go as far to say they'll take any away, but or reduce any, or make them less severe. But what I will say is I wouldn't be shocked. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm not going to fall off my chair if they do ease up in one way or another. But I definitely don't see any new taxes coming in, any new plays against buy-to-let investors in 2017. Rob, this is being recorded. You just said, I don't see any new taxes for property investors in 2017. This, this, you said that Manchester was your bold one. This could be the one that prompts the angry emails if that turns out not to be true. But just to share the responsibility with you, I completely agree because I think what they've already done is doing its job. And I think it's had the cooling effect they wanted it to have and they don't want it to go too far the other way because it is this weird balancing act where they kind of need property prices to be rising gently to make everyone feel good about themselves. But at the same time, they need things not to get carried away. So I think we can be feeling a little bit more relaxed when we're looking at the budget this year. But if we are going to be wrong about one of these, I really hope it's not that one. While we're talking about cooling measures and the economy and all that kind of thing, I'll drop in a quick one, um, which is actually a repeat of a prediction that I made last year about the the base rate. Last year, I said that the base rate would be no higher than 0.5%. This year, I'm going to repeat the same thing. Um, I think that the base rate is going to end 2017 no higher than 0.5%. So given that we're at a quarter of a percent right now, that means that I'm leaving it open for one raise. Um, I think it could happen if they want to send a signal to the market and show some confidence, they might stick it up. Because I don't think the cut actually made that much difference. I don't think a rise to half a percent would make that much difference either. But I think it's a signal they might want to send. But I don't see it going any higher than that. I also think that inflation is going to stay low in the coming year as well. There's lots of stories around at the moment about UK inflation being at its highest for two years, but highest for two years is still really, really low. Um, I think the current inflation for 2016 is 1.2%. That's the highest in two years. But remember, the target is 2%. So people get worried about inflation. And yes, inflation can be a very scary thing. But I think we're a long way off having to worry about that right now. And that's another reason why I think the base rate is going to be pretty much staying put. Okay, loads of predictions. But last one from me. I think we talked about limited companies last year. To add to it this year, I think we see some major players enter the market. So most of the lenders in the limited company market at the moment are not your mainstream lenders. I expect at least one, maybe more, mainstream lenders to come into the limited company buy-to-let market and that will provide a huge boost to the sector. So that's my last one. Let's hope that one and a few of the other positive ones come true. I hope so. So we got to give ourselves a pat on the back there for doing pretty well last year, but we've also given ourselves plenty to hang ourselves out to dry with for this coming year. So let's see how those pan out. And if you'd like to weigh in with your own predictions, we'd really like to hear them. So do get over to the Property Hub forum, thepropertyhub.net slash forum. There'll be a thread there for this episode. So you can let us know what you think about our predictions and you can throw in your own as well. And this time next year, we'll see who got the closest. Oof. Right, another year done. Another year's predictions. Wasn't too bad this time in terms of listening back to what we did. 
and hopefully we feel just as comfortable next year when we listen back. Why do we do it, Rob? Why? Well, next week we are back with episode 200 and we've got a cracking resource of the week for you as well. But before we do, we have to acknowledge a wonderful human being that's left us a five-star review. And this week it comes from PureCha05, and it says, I've been listening to this for over a year, and the podcast has cemented itself into my weekly schedule. I enjoy listening to the excellent information provided and the topics looked at from a variety of angles. It's so well done that I find myself going back to listen to each episode. There's so much knowledge on offer here. Well done for the live episode. Rob Field did the questions about spiders like a pro. And if you don't know what that person's talking about, you can listen to our live episode that we recorded at the Property Investor Show, where I answered a question about spiders, even though I wasn't asked the question about spiders. But go back and listen for yourselves. Yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes. That was a lot of fun. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to that one, that's, uh, that's well worth a listen. So just before we wrap up episode 199, we couldn't leave you hanging without a resource. And the resource this week is plentific.com. That's plentific.com. It'll be linked to in the show notes if you're not sure how to spell that. It's another of these sites like mybuilder.com and Rated People, where if you've got a job that needs doing, whether it's building or electrics or heating or gardening or something like that, you get to go on there, post your job, and you get to have professionals come on and bid to do that job for you. And it's all handled very nicely with an app. So it's a bit like TaskRabbit or something like that, if you've used something like that before in terms of the experience. But you've got all these qualified people who can put themselves forward for your job. So there's sites like this around already. We've talked about them before, but it's always worth having another one in the mix just to give yourself a bit more reach to make sure that you find the right person. So a personal recommendation for any of these things is always best. But if you can't do that, then I think being able to use someone who's been reviewed by the community is the next best thing. So that's it. 199 episodes done. We're back with a very special episode next week. Episode 200. Blumenek. If you asked us when we first started recording these, and that does feel like a long time ago. It feels like it's a permanent fixture in my life right now, the Property Podcast. I'm sure it's the same for you, Rob. You know, If you said we do 200 of these and still going strong and still plenty more, more to talk about, then you'd probably go, really? But one thing it has been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, at one point, episode two was looking like a a bit of a stretch, but now we're at episode (laughs) 200. Um, Amazing stuff. So we're going to be looking back at some of the lessons that we have drawn from doing this podcast every week for the last four years or so. There's an absolute ton that we've learned from doing it, and that we're going to be sharing all those lessons with you next week. In the meantime, though, we'll leave you to prepare to head off to a meetup, which I'm sure is what you're going to be doing this evening. It is meetup night. It's the first Thursday of the month, just because it's January. No excuses. Even more reason, in fact, to go and kick off your year the right way by getting along to a meetup. If you haven't booked your place yet, it's not too late. Go to thepropertyhub.net slash meetups. Get yourself along. 35 to choose from. Go and meet some lovely people. Talk about your plans for the year. Get the help and support you need to make it a good one. Absolutely. Don't be hibernating. 2017 has started. Get, get out. Get talking to people, get networking, and get your year off to a great start. So we'll be back next Tuesday with Ask Rob and Rob, and back on Thursday, of course, with our special episode, our 200th episode of the Property Podcast. But until then, everyone, have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to The Property Podcast. For show notes, all our past episodes, and to leave a review, go to thepropertyhub.net slash podcast.